the Yak Babies. Sex, Presidents, and Sometimes Books. Welcome to Yak Babies, the only podcast on the internet sponsored by Mole Patrol. We check every inch. My name is Aaron, here my personal pals Dave. Morning, boys. Morning to you. We have Brick. Good morning. Okay, <laughs> solid morning. And we have Old Eco. Hello. Mm-hmm. Today's episode is perhaps the most current discussion we've ever had on the podcast ever there was a movie on netflix there is a movie on netflix called spiderhead that came out like last week or the week before it's relatively recent and it is based on a short story by george saunders a frequent topic of discussion on this podcast and so we read the short story and we watched the goddamn movie and we're talking about it now timely as ever so we all read the story and we did a little pre-record where we shared our thoughts on what the story could possibly be as a movie i want to get into the story a little bit first before we talk Wait, about the movie how do we what are we doing with that pre-record are we dumping it right here I thought we we're going to put it gonna throw it on the Patreon, put it at the end. I thought we we're going to put it there. I think we should put it on the end. Yeah. Yeah, okay. as a little, like a little like a bonus. Yeah. So stay tuned. After yeah. The... There's a there's a mid credit sequence for this episode where we <laughs> reveal our thoughts on what the movie could have been. So we all read the story. What are our thoughts on the story? Did you like it? I enjoyed it. That was a good story. I thought it was okay for Saunders. Mm. Yeah. Tell us I more. wouldn't. It wouldn't make my top ten Saunders stories. What did you? Where would you guys rank it in in the Saunders? I wouldn't. I didn't think it was that good. It it was distressing which is fine that's what some of his stories are i think that when i was reading that story it felt almost like parody of george saunders like it was Mm. it was so his style but also it what it had a couple moments but it didn't it didn't like hit me the way some of his other stories do maybe because it was a little more dark and, and a little less uh zany than I mean, most of his stuff tends to be pretty dark with the humor, and this one was just kind of dark. It was, it still had the humor and the tone, which I think you know, the movie didn't catch. But it's not, it's not a story of his that I want to go back to. Yeah, yeah. I, I think part of it might be the, the whole like synthetic emotion thing is a little on the nose mm-hmm. for his type of themes. Yeah, you know, and I think it has. I think it's, it's what it's, what it's saying is, is kind of direct with the morality but yeah. i don't know well just you say it's like the kind of almost like a parody because it has that it's a very recognizable saunders story like it yeah. has all those things he does it's the dry humor it's the sort of absurdity of bureaucratic rhetoric right especially in contrast to horror yeah i don't think parody is the right word maybe imitation like it felt like it was such a saunders story but it didn't it just didn't have the spark that some of those do for me right yeah, it Dude, was like <laughs> it was like Saunders imitating himself, kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think if we did a Saunders story specific canon or canon, we'd probably fire this one from the canon. But like you guys are saying, it has all the elements of a good Saunders story. So I mean, therefore, it still gives you what you expect from a Saunders story. It's entertaining. It's funny. It's dark. Mm-hmm. It's pretty depressing. It's just not like a, it's not a desert island Saunders story. Right. Yeah, I agree. To answer Nico's question for ranking, I would you know rank it like mid tier probably. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah, not a story that, not one that it, like blows me away and I'm like, you have to read this, but the story is like, yeah, this is in a collection. Be like, yeah, great. This is good. Yeah. And th- this story is like 15 years old? Something like that. 2010. Yeah, it's not so a new story. Yeah. 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 It's not, not a new story. It's from the 10th of December collection, yeah. which mm-hmm. makes a cameo in the movie. But I kind of bet that's like all of those reasons why it's not one of the best short sean saunders short stories is the reason why they picked it it's because like 
it's the emotion thing is like pretty clear the it's pretty easy to tell what's going on it's like okay for people that aren't super into like hyper weird shit like we could probably make a broad appeal movie out of this versus like civil war land <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah totally and the sci-fi premise is ready made for yeah. elaboration it's like the hardest sci-fi that he does yeah, yeah it's like george saunders writing a black mirror episode yeah, yeah, exactly. Except that it then turns into something different. than they did the different. opposite, yeah. Right. right. And that, that's what makes it, you know, in our discussion, as the tag you'll find at the end of the episode, it's it seems daunting to turn that part into the yeah. episode. Like, when it gets to, you know, what happens to the conclusion of the story, like, how is that going to translate? Right. So the, the story, track. you can read it online. Why don't you go yeah. ahead and do that instead of us summarizing it? <laughs> yeah, you lazy and then fuck. Hit play again right here. Yeah, because <laughs> we're gonna talk about things. We're gonna spoil the movie and the and the story. Yeah, dip out and then come back in, and we'll be onto the movie. <laughs> so the movie. Wait. Wait for every listener to read the story. Raise your hand when you're done. Okay, so the film Spiderhead. Directed by Joseph Kaczynski, who had a big summer. He directed Top Gun Maverick, which is the hit of the summer. And a good movie. I really like Top Gun Maverick. I think it's a blast and definitely worth watching. He also directed Tron Legacy, a movie that I didn't love. I saw it whenever it came out, like, what, 10, 15 years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. A couple of things. He did the movie Oblivion, the Tom Cruise movie, which is, I think, an interesting failure. But it was written by the guys who wrote Deadpool and Zombieland and such. So it has an interesting pedigree. It stars Chris Hemsworth as Absenti or Abnesti. I can't remember the name. Uh, Abnasty. Yeah. Who's the tester, you know, the sort of head of the regime. Mouse Teller plays Jeff, the subject. And it's really the only names of note. Uh, I guess Journey Smollett is his love interest who doesn't appear in the short story. And then from there, it's just you know nobody's the guy from boar isn't it i don't know if you noticed that dave but the big australian guy is the guy from the movie boar <laughs> rogan yeah oh. okay yeah i recognized him right away thoughts on the film folks what'd you think <laughs> i think they they whiffed yeah tell us more i think the tone specifically the humor is just wrong yeah how'd you describe the tone of the movie deadpool but, like, trying to play it straight. There's not yeah. enough... It's not as wacky as Deadpool. It's not as wacky. The, most of the comedy comes from the kind of the variance between where Hemsworth's at as yeah. just a sociopath and other people and, like, laughing at the wrong things, things like that. There's a couple moments where there's some funny shit happening, but it's mostly at the expense of one of the characters, which, which I, I can think of how they tried. I, the part of the problem is, and we talked about this either in our preamble that's coming later or just off mic, Saunders' type of humor doesn't translate very well yeah. to to the page. I think Nico phrased it well yesterday, so he can he can explain it. But the other... You'll hear that later. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, with the with the with the sequencing of how like the rat tattoos delivered, for instance, right? Yeah, which didn't come up. But I think yeah. more fundamental. I think they, in order to make a, a full movie narrative, they needed to add plot elements. But right, yeah, clearly. their their choices, I think, fundamentally changed the point yeah. of the of the thing for the worse. Right? I think one of the things you know when the so the major turning point in the story is when Heather basically yeah. just violently caves her own head in with a chair leg, right? And, like, a pretty horrific thing. And they just kind of sit and watch because she's a lab rat. Right. In the movie that's presented totally differently, and there's reasons for it that make more sense than others, but the the big one is Jeff's sort of relationship and agency in that moment 
changes mm-hmm. pretty dramatically between the story mm-hmm. and the and that's where the the movie starts to pivot. We'll give Nico more credit. He basically called it his prediction. <laughs> for, yeah, his totally. prediction was was spot on for what happened, and that's kind of where Jeff's character arc moves pretty dramatically from from what the story was doing, and yeah. I think for the worse because I think it turns it into a Black Mirror episode, right? Right, and that's not. Right. What was good about that story? Yeah, no, I think you're right about that. What ends up happening, or what happened for me, I think, is the interesting character changed from Jeff to Abnesti or yeah. Absenti. He became Abnesti's more interesting. Way better. Yeah, and I feel like the movie was caught between two stories. I mean, Hemsworth is a better actor uh, than Miles Teller, certainly. I think uh, Miles Teller's Miles the worst Teller. actor. He's awful, a charisma free persona. But, uh, but Hemsworth. That I don't know that that's kind of Jeff. It, that's yeah. kind of the main character in the Saunders story. Is like this dope. Yeah, I actually like thought he was cast pretty going well. around. Except that he has to then have believable emotions. Well, that was yeah. the problem. Is it, well, no, because his emotions are quite literally synthetic. So <laughs> the ones in the lab. Are I don't. But... I don't think his performance detracted from the movie. That. I, my, on the list of things I didn't like about the movie, I don't think he was a particularly good actor, but it wasn't. No. I don't think he. I don't think that guy's the reason the, bo- the movie wasn't very good. No, I, I wouldn't put it all on his shoulders. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> not. It's the writing is the problem. But yeah. it's to me, there is a casting issue because Hemsworth is so I think magnetic, yeah. and he's a good performer. Like, he's not a great actor, but he's like he does a good job. Like, he's, mm-hmm. he's yeah. he definitely inhabited that character with the kind of the the big smile and the goofiness that he like seemed like a right. kind of like a compelling asshole, like the person that you don't want to talk to because they're too cheerful at work, but also they're like the worst person in the job too. Right. Mm-hmm. But all my attention and all my interest was on like, well, who is that guy and what's his deal? Yeah. Because the rest of it was like, well, this is playing out in a very rote, traditional way. Mm-hmm. Like the, all the romance subplot, all that stuff seemed limp compared to what was going on with that character. Dave, what are your thoughts on this movie? Where are you in this? Yeah, pretty much the same. I mean, it, it in the first maybe 10, 15 minutes, I was kind of optimistic because I felt like they were doing a pretty fair job, at least atmospherically. Yeah. And then it kind of fell apart quickly. I, I wonder if anybody could have, you know, because a story that short, I guess, obviously they had to invent a lot of plot elements. And I feel like the ones that they invented pretty much fell flat. Yeah. And then tonally, also, yeah. you guys are right th- that, you know, there were some lines from the story that were presented verbatim in the movie and the lines in the story made me laugh and the in the movie they were just like well that's yeah. totally different than the way i heard it when i was reading the story yeah and don't work as dialogue i think right yeah i understand the need the desire to be faithful to the text and to sort of use i mean saunders is a great writer why wouldn't you use his stuff but he's writing a short story uh that's meant to be read on your own not meant to be performed right. and so his dialogue it feels although he weird. performs them pretty well <laughs> that's true yeah <laughs> Does. Yeah, it just, I don't know, it didn't feel like, I think it would have been changed for a screenplay, or yeah. it could have been. I think the biggest problem was, like, th- this was pretty much what I expected, like, they're going to have to do more, and it's also kind of sitting there, it's like, you have these bags full of emotions, and you have this guy who needs to get out, so he's going to use the emotions to get out, like, right. there's, it's like, there's a lot of rich ground there, they, they used that, but it wasn't that great but i mean i think the main thing is like a lot of the changes they made were to make the characters like more sympathetic Mm -hmm. or more yeah not as evil and i feel like they should have gone the other direction where like everybody was fucked everybody was fucked up 
like Jeff was a full on psycho and or at least like definitely a, a murderer instead of just like a drunk yeah. driver who lost control of his car, which is and then like Yeah, that sucked. Yeah. Lizzie like was just a hardworking mother who left her baby in the car and it's like, well, that's not it's not great either. Yeah. It, well, it's it's cynical because it's like we have to. You can I feel like you can feel in that moment the either the producers or writers are under who being like we have to root for these characters. It have to be sort yeah. of like heroes we can cheer for when they escape from Spiderhead eventually. Yeah, but that's against the whole point of the story. Like they're right. not. You're not supposed to. They shouldn't be quote unquote redeemable. Right. The idea is that mercy and sort of grace are are reserved for everyone. Like, you know. So the story is called Escape from Spiderhead. Right. No one escapes in the story, but well, when they do through suicide. they don't suicide. physically escape. Yeah. Right. Versus the movie is not and then right. they physically escape. Which right. it yeah. didn't none of that worked for me. No, it's like yeah. it's the most Hollywood version of that story. It's yeah. Like, yeah. It's a, almost a joke. Like the Simpsons would do that. Like yeah. take a sad story and like and Bartley gets superpowers and saves the day. So, yeah, and I right. think where they tried the hardest to get the Saunders kind of zaniness was that last act, that escape mm. was like goofy yeah. and like almost slapstick at a couple points. Yeah. And then Abenesti crashes his plane into a mountain and they kind of like see it over the, the whole thing, but it didn't work. It didn't work at all. Uh, and you could tell that they were like, oh, that's the best we could do. <laughs> yeah. There was, I, I mean, I think just uh, so many of those little decisions were like, what the fuck is the point of this? Like, the having the girlfriend, Yep. it was like, oh, okay, does that mean he's going to feel guilty that he just fucked these women because of the, no, not really. Are they going to have a confrontation? No, not really. It's uh, just there to deepen his yeah. shame when you learn that he actually was responsible for her death, too. Like, and then that, okay. was, that was super weird, too. Yeah. It's like, okay... And then he has a girlfriend on the outside that he calls, and then it turns out that she was the one that he killed. And it's right. like, yep. okay. Yeah, that, that plot point to me was the biggest transgression. I thought that was a terrible decision. Yeah. Yeah. It just robs the story of all the I mean, you know, for to, yeah. to turn it into a, a just like a you know, drunk driving car wreck to begin with, I think was a misstep. But then to add that element of, yeah. you know, yeah. later we see, we see the scene again, and oh, his girlfriend was in it, and it was fucking right. terrible. It's, yeah, yeah, it's one of those, like, kind of bad writer traps. Is like, mm. we, we need to have a plot twist here. And, like, the plot twist is going to be that his girlfriend that he's talking to is actually dead. And it's like, but that doesn't deepen anything. All it does is eat the lunch of him having a girlfriend in the prison. Right. It's like, instead, you're, like, confused because he's suddenly, he cares for this other person. It's like, what did... Yeah, and it was it, the same it, thing with her crying about the truth about how her baby died, where it didn't... Yeah. You could tell what they wanted it to do, but it wasn't doing it emotionally, yeah. right? Yeah, that part's supposed to be where Hemsworth is like, look, she's bad, she deserves punishment. Yeah. But the audience were supposed to be like, no, she deserves grace. And it's like, yeah, I, I was already there. Like, yeah, yeah. it didn't, we didn't matter. It didn't right? help anything, it just was annoying. Yeah. yeah. I think... I, I do think it is possible to make this movie. I think you just have to... Like, you have to amp up the weirdness, and you have to amp up the kind of psychosis of everybody. So, like, Jeff is a fucking weirdo. Abnesty is a complete lunatic. He's not. He's not nice. He's like nice. He's smiling nice, and then he's like, "Eat your fucking mashed potatoes, Jeff." Like right. fucking, you know. Mm-hmm. 
like we're not we're not fucking around with you instead of like saving that for so long like they save that until like the b6 shit when it's like and they they preserve his niceness in the scene where the where heather kills herself right and it's like no he needs to he needs to be that the guy in the story who is sitting there watching it and being like this is super sad but we can't go in because of the data right <laughs> yeah. He has to be that guy all the time. And then the tension. Yeah. You could get so much tension out of those first two acts if, like, those – if everybody is, like, at, at, just right at each other and they're all, like – Yeah, know. I think that's why the Heather scene was really where it broke for me, right? Because they needed – that was where they're – they kind of paint themselves in a corner between characterization and plot, right? Where, like, they needed him to leave the room in order to advance the additions right. of their plot. Yeah. Yeah. But him leaving the room fundamentally changed his character. Right. And then they tried to then work that in by having yeah. him be selfish, right? Or or worried about his own and I the second he like started blabbering about I'm gonna go to jail or whatever, like it was Right. You missed the point. Right. And like not yeah. you, like the, the writers missed the point. Where like that's that guy's far too much of a sociopath to Yeah. To be doing that. Yeah. And it's even with the I know he's pumped full of drugs, but like just that arc of his character where he's I, I don't think it made sense for him to be taking his own drugs, except for it, the plot needed him to be taking his own drugs. So they no, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like just because Nico's right. They're like, oh, emotions like it was the same thing. Like all the stuff they added was so like sloppily telegraphed where it was like, yes. let's cut away and like show him zoom and lock into the cabin. It's like, OK, well, yeah, you know, that was like, here's Chekhov's part. gun right there. Let's yeah. zoom in for a second and then pause and then cut away. It's yeah. like it's annoying. I guess I know how the movie ends then. Like you know, like how the plot mechanics play out. Like when she's in the first twenty minutes it shows you those things like, oh okay. Yeah. Great. And the same with the um Brian was his name, Kevin, his underling. Mark. 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 I don't think that actor was very good, but his nope. the way they, they they he was just a plot flag like for every use of him. Yeah. And yeah. How did totally. he leave without amnesty like knowing? Excellent question. Had the sniffles. <laughs> How did he contact the cops? Like, what? What was his? Why did the cops get in the that? boat and come back with him? And what were they expecting to do? Right. Yeah. And those cops didn't do anything. You just saw them in the distance. Never and why saw were them. they police? Yeah. Right. Not the uh, federales or whatever. It, none of it made sense. Yeah, definitely. Get c- quick. Call the coast guard. There's an <laughs> illegal drug lab. <laughs> I guess. Like, yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, that was all dumb. All the scenes where Hemsworth takes the love drug in his like private apartment and then gets in bed, it was like, why? Like, what's the point? Yeah, like, I if, didn't. I didn't understand. Was was he masturbating? I guess, but like the point of that in the story, at least, is that you find the person you're looking at yeah. super attractive and you want to have sex with them. Yeah, but the movie wasn't clear. No, and was and, was the love drug the same one that he took and saw the smokestacks and thought they were beautiful? No, that's I think a different that was one. The first one, where he's yeah. like, "Oh, the meadow is so beautiful." But wasn't that the love drug without a target, and then they moved it to a target? I think that was. I think it was supposed to be like a euphoric. I don't think they. Oh, I don't yeah. think they handled that very well. But I think that was the implication was like it gets you really high, and then it's also a love potion. Huh. Okay. I, it wasn't done well. Yeah, that was yeah. my takeaway too. Okay, that makes sense. I think it was the same drug. There's essentially only four drugs in the movie. Even though right. there's even though there's a, a supposedly a bingo card full of them. Well, there's more in the yeah, and, then, and there's more in the story. But in the movie, there's the euphoric love one. There's yeah. the depression one. There's the loose Verbalist. lips one, or yeah. the higher vocabulary one. And then there's the magic. That was right. also something they shouldn't have. They, I feel like they were trying to simplify the number of drugs, and it instead worked. it was like the whole bingo thing was stupid. So then now verbalus also makes you tell the truth. 
Yeah. I but it also makes you describe things well. Those are those are I feel like con- contra indications. You know, it's like yeah, it didn't. None of it made it was it was poorly yeah conceived. Yeah, the twist to make it that the whole game was about that one like obedience drug too seemed pretty lame. Uh, it landed a little better in Bioshock. Yeah, right. Also, I love. I think that could have been made into an interesting element. Yeah, but they fumbled it. Definitely mm-hmm. didn't. Yeah. I mean, the whole. I think the whole setup being to create a drug that makes everybody obedient is an interesting concept. It was just mishandled. Yeah, and the fact that like it doesn't work if you really love something like that that was a decent you know callback but yeah it's just yeah yeah it's so much yeah there's so much in the middle that was just like poor just poorly handled just like a bunch of like poor decisions and and the writers and the director like not knowing what the core of the story was yeah totally what do we think about the soundtrack (laughs) god there were every fucking needle drop it was really annoying. I mean, I, I like all those songs, uh, but yeah. every scene transition, it seemed there was another one. I yeah. was like, God, stop this. Yeah. yeah. It was really obnoxious. <laughs> yeah. And I know it was supposed to, like, it's supposed to be playing with the idea of Hemsworth as, like, a yacht bro. Like, he's, like, you know, wearing joggers and, like, yeah. a sport coat with a, a V neck shirt. He's and like has flying the, his own plane. Yeah. Like, yeah. living sort of luxury life. And, yeah, you can, like, pair that with. Christopher Cross or whatever and make it seem funny but then to do it every single time I was like yeah, I it was got so it attached to his characterization yeah. yeah the one I liked was what was the song that he kept like singing or he like sing it when they came into their lab whatever I thought that one was kind of funny because it was tied to his character but the rest yeah. I could have easily done without yeah I liked the part with Mark where he was like there's so few geniuses like that's why I work with this guy <laughs> I thought it was like clumsily done but yeah. I thought that was an interesting part like they could have played that up earlier yeah more give the market character maybe this guy yeah how does this guy fly know how to fly a plane and also he's a doctor and he's like creating all these drugs and he's like 35 right it's like well he's like a you know super genius yeah he built a compound somewhere in the pacific or in the u.s we're not sure because the police come but like where is it is it hawaii like that was maddening to me the look of the film i liked parts of it I think since he is a good director, and I think that all the shots of the Spiderhead compound, all the exterior shots were really beautiful, I thought. And there were a couple really nicely synced up scenes, like cinematography-wise. But then, like, a lot of the interiors looked like the cheapest-ass streaming movie production you've ever seen. So another movie that you could levy that same criticism about is Oblivion with Tom Cruise. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's not surprising. They're the same guy. Hmm. Yeah, like Top Gun Maverick is really exciting. And because most of it takes place in jets, you're like, this fucking rules. Like, this is like super exciting. And then there are the scenes that take place on the ground are, you know, they're fine. But this just felt tacky. It felt cheap. It felt like you could we could have shot this in Yakubi's headquarters and it would have looked basically the same. Like it was just like <laughs> shit ugly. movie. Yeah. Dave, um, pick a Saunders movie, Will. I have a book or a story. Already, Wait, what? So tell Dave pick a story. The we'll film, make a film. Oh yeah, yeah right. <laughs> just at random. I pick uh, Bardo. Let's, let's just yeah. do a better version of this. <laughs> yeah, try to it again. You know who should have made this movie? Like the idol director is Terry Gilliam. Mm. Like he yeah. would have the right mm-hmm. handle, especially yeah. on just like Saunders's tone in general. Yeah, he would have gotten that tone. I kept thinking of Brazil the entire time we were watching it, and thinking of like. Yeah. That's a movie that really embraces its black core. Yeah, like, this is a you dark need, story. Yeah. I think need. that that show Maniac 
which I think mm. this movie was chasing, even though that's not a Sondra story, hit the sort of tone that would have worked right, right. much better than this did. Like yeah, the, yeah. The, the mix of the comedy is, is tough. To Same. Write. The other one I mentioned was, which I'm not sure is a good show, but it was compelling to watch, was that Severance show. Mm. Similarly, has that... This, this movie wasn't unsettling enough. Yeah. Right. And it needs that... I didn't like that Severance, because I feel like it had the Ben Stiller fingerprints on it. It's like you're trying to be funny in weird ways and mm. I don't find you that funny. Yeah, so I, I, I'm not sure I'm not sure where I landed on that show besides I watched it. But <laughs> I think that approach to like it's unsettling and some of the humor is in that it's not funny and it's actually deeply sad but it's trying to be funny and mm. I don't know that it always lands especially right when Ben Stiller's involved, but mm. like Maniac did that well too and I think that's what Hemsworth was going for what they were going yeah. for with him but sometimes it was too i think part of it was he was too likable, right right and he was too not, not likable but he was too they humanized him a little too much at least early on well, for too, too long yeah, for too long yeah, yeah. he's too interesting like you want to know more about him yeah and he needs to just be was it patrick somerville who was the guy maniac who was the guy with the glasses that was essentially the the same character as, as Hemsworth and Maniac. The doctor guy. He, wore, he also wore the Jeffrey Dahmer glasses. I forget who the actor was. It was anyway, Jeffrey Dahmer. It was. Well, that's another. That's a lazy. <laughs> put the handsome Hollywood guy in the Jeffrey Dahmer glasses and you instantly know he's a, he's a weirdo. Like, yeah. it's a, that's gotten lazy too. But Yeah, they, they needed to show his dark side earlier, but they wanted to save it for a twist. And yeah, yeah like that thing should have opened with him doing something horrible, right? Or like or like creepy. Yeah. Like with I like don't a know. smile on his face. Yeah, like, like he's watching like, like the first yeah. time we saw him he should have been jacking off to the video monitor or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. something like shows like this guy's a fucking maniac and not And the place is way should be way more weird than it is. It's yeah. like yeah. just like a nice like a nice prison and they wanted to like emphasize that like people want to stay there and instead it's like they're in prison like just fucking make it a prison yeah, it yeah was like and a they're also mind drunk and we don't know it yeah. until the last 20 minutes of the movie right and yeah like th- that was another because they hit they talk around it with the uh, when he he lies you know about how we don't need guards and whatever right you know because everyone's here by free will and, and yeah. all that but there was no the audience didn't have enough we need a little more information ahead of that to know that not only was that a lie, but that was like inherently connected to whatever their new plot was, right? And we didn't know that until later. Yeah, when that's revealed at the end, when Hemsworth says that you were free to go seven weeks ago, yeah, it doesn't like, make any what? sense. <laughs> it's like okay. Well, not only that, but they're they're not they're there because they're all under mind control drug. Yeah, right? right. So like the reason they're they're able to not have locked doors and be nonviolent is because they're literally being chemically restrained yeah but there's no there's no indication of that that you never would have guessed that's the thing until it reveals it in the final act right yeah that would have to work as a discovery moment jeff would have to learn that that was the case outside of hemsworth and then confront him to be like i could have gone and yeah didn't let me or didn't tell me and then he'd be like well i thought you wanted like that could work in that way yeah but, even it, then, it, it's still strange. but they just it's, it's again they didn't it's because they didn't do a good job, right? I think they're yeah. trying to signal that stuff with that dude that keeps eating, but there's there's no way of know. getting to... You can't bring yourself to surmise that there might be this mind control factor when everyone, like the, the express conceit is that they're having their emotions regulated, right? So there's no... You just assume that guy's taking a hunger drug. Yes, kind of. Because then, like, Miles Teller, when he's not in the lab, he's not being 
mind controlled. He like falls in love with Journey Smollett. Like he seems to have like free will. But then the food guy seems to be eating food constantly. Right. And so I was like, well, is he always on drugs? Is Miles Teller not always on drugs? Like, what's the... I thought the implication was they were all on the B6 all the time, right? Because yeah. he talks about go to bed, don't go to bed, eat, don't... Like, the whole... But that would make sense because then he's not able to... It doesn't make sense. They did it poorly. But the implication in the end was they've been lab rats literally every mm-hmm. waking minute. Yeah. And all the rest... Like, I asked Nico when he was high, I was like, were the other drugs even real? I think they were. But, they were, yeah. like, it calls it into question because it, it throws this extra layer of the plot in at the last minute and doesn't... There was nothing... Yeah. There's not enough... I guess if you watch the movie again, you could maybe find some connection. But I, I didn't see anywhere watching it, right? Yeah. Yeah. But based on the existence of that drug and then what he says in the end, the implication is they've been on it the whole time. And they don't leave because he's told them not to leave. Right. But then when they escape and he tells the prisoners to come try and stop them, he doesn't say stop them. He says stop them because they're keeping you from being able to get out. So he gives them a motivation that would seem to be unnecessary if they were actually on mind control drugs. He would just say, do it, and they would do it mindlessly. Well, I think it's because we don't know the... All we know about the mind control drug is it doesn't all the way work. Right. So we don't know enough about it. Well, The implication in the end was definitely he was controlling their minds and not using his charisma to get them to do it. Plus they attack him like... Like zombies, yeah. right? Or like like Manchurian candidates. But then the food guy is able to be compelled because to it was the thing food. he loves more than. Oh God! Jesus, yeah. I mean, it was chemically yeah. induced, but that was why, right? He found the one thing. Right. That's what she said. He was going to kill him, but here's the keys to the food, and you love him. It's stupid, and it, it was poorly done. But that was the. You yeah. can trace their logic. Yeah, that I sucks. think to meet them more than halfway like they they tried to make the acknowledge parts like testing them the mind control drug i think and right. that's why like hemsworth got super pissed when he when he said no and then that was like it was like jesus but then like thinking back it's like it's because his drug that didn't work and like he can still say no and he's and he's and that's what he's actually testing for right but that's just it's just not clear and it's also like they they also like scrambled for a couple plot points and were like, well, shit. All right, I guess we'll just yeah. And how much more complicated that is versus in the story where it's just like there's another drug that makes you obedient and they have to go get it and they have right. to get like a waiver to use it or whatever. Right. And that's how he's able to get to the remote control. Right. But it's like that's a much more elegant right <laughs> use of that concept. Yeah. You know, one weird thing, this is just like stragglers now, I guess, but like they teed up Rogan as like a final boss, right? Yeah. And they never used him. It was insane to me. Like, I didn't understand that you have a giant muscular Australian guy. Why not deploy him at the end? Yeah. If you're doing an action sequence, like get him in there and have him try, like have them be clever to get around him or something like that. And he was almost never in it again. No, they just used him for a gay joke. For the gay panic joke. Yeah. Speaking of that, or not all, well, a lot of the humor moments I thought were in poor taste. There was the no homo joke, which was really lame. There was even the bit where he has sex with the like less attractive woman. Yeah, yeah, and that was that was weird too. That wasn't in the book. And then yeah, they, and then they doubled down on that by having her be the person that rubs shit everywhere. Yeah, and it's like that's oh yeah, that was so like what was yeah. what are <laughs> <laughs> they trying to do there that yeah well, Dave Poop and is then funny. so it's like that whole thing is supposed to build up and then at the end it's just oh you're shit finger yeah. and then that's and, it it means nothing they have cameras everywhere like. Well, presumably Hemsworth knew about it and instructed it to happen, right? <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, if that's the case, that's Yeah, but insane. that's another part where, it, like, it doesn't make sense for him to do that. Like, there's no... It's like, yeah, probably that's what they meant to have happen, but it's like, why? 
Like, what was what was the point of that? It's it would like, only work if there was a three-hour cut of this movie that goes and explores that story in some yeah. significance. Right. So we actually the understand how it cut. Yeah. It doesn't. It yeah. doesn't add to the core story. Like, just like having the having him call his girlfriend instead of his mom. It's like, well, this is actually confusing your points. Not yeah. not adding to it. Yeah. There's also the bit the first time that he has sex with Heather at the end when they're kind of coming down off the love drug or whatever and they sort of are repulsed by each other she is topless and like gathers her like like holds her boobs in her arms with her clothes whatever and miles teller is like wearing a t-shirt and shorts still and it's like just felt gross and i don't know stuff like that and you were looking forward to the nudity so much oh yeah for sure i thought it was gonna be a porno (laughs) yeah there's zero nudity in this movie it has head in the title what are we talking about yeah isn't it also weird that they called the facility Spiderhead when in the in the story it's like and then we call the room at the middle yeah. of the facility the Spiderhead because yeah. the legs go out from it. Well, they yeah. also do that in the in the movie, so they yeah. confuse them their own point. Yeah, yeah he calls the room the Spiderhead, but then also there's yeah, signs that the say Spiderhead. Yeah, right. Spiderhead is, Penitentiary. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm liking this movie less the more we talk about it. does not hold up do we think that netflix knew it was a clunker and that's why they just released it with no fanfare and also like right after top gun because i mean presumably this was not you know like the director didn't make it like the next month right after top gun it must have been in the can for a while top gun's been the can for a while so top gun was made before the pandemic and it was supposed to come out like basically right as pandemic hit and they shelved it for a long time okay because crews didn't want to release it on video or streaming because we wanted to be like people in the theaters like he's like a whole theater guy which I mean fair enough totally it's definitely (laughs) worth it and it's much better to see it in big screen than would be at home so I guess Kaczynski made this after that okay and I read some reviewers were like he must have known that he had a hit on his hands and was like I just go make some trash Netflix movie for a couple grand like you know mil whatever couple grand yeah (laughs) walk away from it give me 20 bucks I mean I don't know I mean Netflix their model is so strange to me like the movies they put out are routinely not very good yeah and they look cheap this one looks better than most in some ways but and it has star power. I mean, Chris Hemsworth is a huge star. Yeah. There was one scene where they do a pretty good job of hiding his muscularity. Yeah. But there's one scene where he's talking. I think he's talking to Mark. And you see like, how fucking big his arms are from yeah. playing Thor. You're like, holy shit. Like, yeah. So the scientist guy is also like a bodybuilder. <laughs> like, yeah. It's so weird. You know, takes you out of it a little bit. Yeah. It's so it's very weird. Yeah. Do you think people would like this movie more if they hadn't known about the story or read it? Mm-hmm. I think I would have enjoyed it more if I hadn't read the story. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. I don't think I would have loved it, but I think I would have not disliked it. And yeah. I would have just been like, oh. It would have been a solid. That's a thing I watched in the background. Yeah, four to ten for me if I hadn't read the story. <laughs> yeah. And if reading the story was like a two out of ten. Yeah. 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 Which is interesting. Like, is that just because our expectations were heightened or because we see the potential for a different story and the way it's being played out and this is not. I mean, the plot holes yeah. and stuff like wouldn't work anyway, whether we knew the story's origins or not. But it feels like. I was expecting something a bit different, maybe, and didn't get it. Well, that's Spiderhead. <laughs> yeah, listeners, tell us your thoughts on this movie. This au courant movie that will probably, you know, be popular on Netflix for another week or so and then disappear. And then the next Adam Sandler movie comes out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tweet at us and let us know. We're at Yak Babies. Also, you can write us an email at yakbabiespodcast at gmail.com and share your detailed thoughts. Write a whole review. That's a homework assignment. Write a thousand word review of this movie. Thousand? Listen. Yeah, why not? 
thousand words. Get into it. We talked for like 45 minutes about this movie, so we yeah. can do it. Yeah. And then, oh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash jackbabies, where you can get our bonus podcast for $1 a month. That's all we're asking. You can get tons of good stuff there. There's bro to bro episodes. There's little jokes and riffs from episodes that are kind of cut out and not for the main feed. And there's also a whole other series. There's a podcast called 101 Ghost Jokes Ranked, where we ranked 101 Ghost Jokes. That's a significant achievement. Uh, so check that out. And there's all kinds of fun there. And then, of course, you can go to our merch store, tinyurl.com slash shackbabies, where you can get posters, mugs, t-shirts with our, our bricks designs on them, rather. They're all really funny and good and cool. You should get them. Until then, Yak Babies, yakking off. The Yak Babies would like to thank all the loyal listeners, and especially their patrons, both past and present, including Michael, Bonnie, Sebastian, David, Roger, Kathleen, Bailey, Andrew, Gilbert, and William Howard Taft. We're recording. Go for it. Three, two, one. This is a preamble to our viewing of the film Spiderhead based on the short story Escape from Spiderhead by George Saunders. This is just our check-in, like a recorded, uh, like an archive of our thoughts before the film. We just read the story, all, all four of us. Uh, Dave's not here. Um, what is this movie going to be, do you think, based on the story you read? What could it possibly be? I think it's going to be fucking stressful. Yeah. Yeah. It's an hour and 47 minutes. That seems like a lot. Yeah. So, it's well, spoiler alert. We're just going to spoil this story. But So the story is there's this guy who's a, like an inmate, prison inmate, and he's on like a work, like be the subject of an experiment program. Yeah. And they give him this love drug, and he falls in love with this woman. They, they, they Two fuck. Women. Two women. Yeah, and then and then they give him the anti-love drug, and he falls out of love. And then right. they give him they do the same thing with two women. Snip, and, snap, snip, snap. And then they're doing they're they're like testing whether he loves them still. Right. And they uh, give they they ask him to choose which woman to give this horrible like depression drug to. He says neither. They're like okay. Then the next day they come back. They say we're just going to give it to her and see what you think. Right. They give it to her. She kills herself hmm. violently violently yeah. uh and they don't stop it and he's like this is the worst thing ever then they go to give it to the other woman that he loved and he's like uh he ki- instead kills himself right by getting overdose of the depression drug yeah. basically yeah end of story <laughs> yeah that's it yeah <laughs> yep. and uh so i kind of think it's going to be all of that up into him killing himself, and mm. then it's going to branch off, and instead of killing himself, he's going to do something else. Like an adventure escape kind of situation. Yeah. Like he brings the woman with him or something mm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, it's, it's built as a thriller, right? Like an action kind of movie. Yeah, it seems like it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think you're probably right. That that's, that's like the sort of, it'll take the brain chemical concept, and that's about it. Right. And the rest of people kind of more of a conventional, conventional adventure movie around that. Right. Yeah. I'm right. interested to see also how they get the tone. If they, yeah. How much they lean into the George Saunders tone. Yeah, there was a couple of funny lines in the story that yeah. probably yeah. It's don't that classic very well. Saunders. The shit with the rye tattoo it. got me going. So yeah. yeah. We'll see. And a lot of like the dialogue is you know pretty dry and it's sort of like clinical, the way people talk about yeah. you know lab experience, whatever. Um very classic Saunders, but right. So much of him is his style. It's just hard yeah. to see it. Tough to see how it's going to translate. It's like Vonnegut movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which has never been quite successful, really. And no. also, like writing humor 
is so different from like movie humor that like yeah. so the thing with the rat tattoo it's like the way he describes it is like there's a he has a tattoo on his neck of a rat who's been knifed and is dying <laughs> but is also knifing another rat <laughs> who looks confused and it's like that the 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 order of it makes it funny right but like if it's on a movie it's just like you just see the tattoo <laughs> so, right. right like lingering long enough that to just see what's going on to make that joke land right. would be would, your pacing would be kind of weird right yeah yeah we'll see do we know who's the director of this movie let's find out the director of Zombieland, evidently oh really uh-oh that's what it just said <laughs> i hated that movie oh boy yeah that movie wasn't very good all right, let's watch it. Yeah, Joseph Kaczynski uh, directed... Oh, directed Top Gun Maverick, huh? I like that movie a lot. And huh. directed Tron Legacy, which I didn't like a lot. Okay. And that also directed right. Oblivion. Huh. That's weird, because I... Yeah, I really like Top Gun quite a bit. Uh, let's see, who wrote it? Uh, oh, yeah, Red Reese is the writer of... Zombieland and Deadpool. Oh, that's, the that's writer of Zombieland and Deadpool. Okay. Yeah, that makes me so, worried because uh, that's going to be the Achilles heel here. That's going to be the the, yeah. the humor. Yeah, it's going to be too the sassy Deadpool and too like not great. Yeah, capital C clever. I like Deadpool. I like Deadpool fine, but I don't. It's not Saunders. No. It's a different sense it's of Ryan Reynolds. Humor. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. See how all these things shake out. Yeah, we'll be back. Uh,